This is The Dime, a 10-minute dive into the cannabis and hemp industry through trends, insights, predictions, and tangents. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. As always, I've got my right-hand man, Kellen Finney, here with me. And this week, we've got very special guests, the lovely ladies, the co-founders of Her Highness, Allison and Laura. Thanks for taking the time. How are you guys doing today? Excellent. Thanks. Appreciate you guys taking the time. As we were saying, kind of before we got started, it's nice to have that East Coast kind of making that strong way forward and putting Kellen in the minority as the East Coast really comes online. So ladies, today, before we kind of dive in, I'd love to hear from each of your backgrounds and kind of how you got into the cannabis space. So Allison, do you want to go first? Sure. I came from the design industry. Um, I invented peel and stick chalkboard um, that was removable and reusable, which was my sort of big venture in my former company and sort of during that process. And while I owned that company or throughout my entire creative career, I always had cannabis in my life. So I'm sort of bringing the same energy of speaking to women about luxury products um, that improve their lives, but changing the topic to cannabis, but always coming from the standpoint of design and quality and um, good branding, good formulas and just bringing that into cannabis. Laura, your background? I come from a fashion background. I'm an art director by trade. I founded one of the first e-commerce fashion websites, pioneer in the internet industry back in 98. So long ago, and really took that industry at the time, which was very male-dominated, into a women's world um, by offering fashion and also working with fashion designers and allowing them to display a full collection. And, you know, also I had a love of cannabis, you know, my whole kind of adult life and just watched the cannabis industry and felt like it also needed a woman's touch basically because um, the new developments just weren't really serving women and um, just decided to come together with Allison and really make a difference in the industry. Yeah, and I'm excited to kind of dive into that and how Her Highness was formed. So I guess to get it started, let's start with the hardest topic right away. Your go-to meal after consuming cannabis. Great question. (laughs) We are, you know, after doing years of research and also knowing how and why and the different ways women consume cannabis, we took great care to dial down the munchies in all of our products. Our vape formulas have elevated humulene to kill off the munchies at the end. All of our strain choices have their higher THCV, higher humulene. So that's actually not the question for us. We are fairly anti-munchie in our approach to cannabis. Fair. But if you were going to go in one direction, if you had a favorite... Yeah, I mean, I like to pair dark chocolate with cannabis. That's my thing. And it would be frozen yogurt for me. Those are both very nice choices. So uh, let's kind of switch gears back to Her Highness. How was it formed? Where did the original idea come up with? Was there an inspirational piece or something that you saw that instantly you were like, boom, and then take me through the naming of Her Highness, right? How how did that kind of come about and, and the backstory there? Allison and I wanted to do something together. We were, we just really respected each other as entrepreneurs and um, cannabis was just it for us. And so we, every day we had a brainstorming session, you know, the name actually came, it was, we had a, a few contenders, but Allison came up with this, her highness, and it was just it. We knew instantly. 
And we grabbed a domain name for it and just you know started our IP. We knew it was a winner from day one. Allison can talk about the formulation. We, you know, very early on, we started having introductions to formulators in California. We'd go to California, you know, every other week um, to just get started on our product development. But it was um, a really challenging time. You know, we did that for about four years before it truly, truly came together. When Laura came to me with the idea to do some, do cannabis accessories actually was the original idea. And then once we got together, we sort of made it into cannabis products and accessories. But our conversations were about how to really feminize cannabis um, because we both loved cannabis, even though we use it in different ways. Laura came to it looking for beautiful cannabis accessories and not able to find them. And I came to it having sold my company to a large public company and having to work for them for two years using cannabis medicinally for the first time in my life because I'm such a (laughs) person and not anxious and not in pain. So I never used cannabis medicinally until I had a really depressing job. And I realized, you know, started noticing how other women self-medicate with alcohol and Xanax. So everybody in that office, I was like, wow, women need to know about cannabis because I fixed myself with what I do anyway. Um, I just started doing it at a different time, like before work instead of, you know, at night. And it helped me get through work and be present and be good at it. You know, because I was creative director for their um, interior wall decor, everything. And so I took over all these lines. And so it was fine to be high. But anyway, I came to it thinking that women who are good at marketing to other women need to get the word out about cannabis and Laura is a great marketer. So she was the perfect partner to come together. Both of us have had the same conversation with the same customer about elevating her life, but we just changed the topic to cannabis. Yeah, I'd say, you know, when I started thinking about cannabis, I really wanted to normalize it. And that's just what I've done in my career. And so, you know, to bring it to women in a new way, you know, almost. No one is say disrupting. It was a little too early for that, but we had our own vision. And it's almost like we had to start educating from, from the beginning because people had these, you know, especially women have preconceived notions about what it's like to be high and, you know, way back in New York City when you would order your weed, you know, it came from the pizza guy and it was, you know, not nuanced. You just sort of mostly got what you got, you know, until it got a little more sophisticated, but. You know, I think that a lot of women, when they recall being high, it's like in college or, you know, some terrible edible experience, which they always bring up and which I still have to this day, by the way, you know, so it's kind of getting them out of that mindset into a new mindset of like, you know, this is really so useful in so many ways and, you know, not to get bogged down in wellness because Allison and I feel like wellness is just when women feel good. And so that includes pleasure and that includes you know, enjoying and having fun and and just letting loose sometimes. And so we address all those things, but it really is like, you know, especially now we're in New York and all the customers are brand new. So it's going to be a real kind of education. And the way to get that across to women is to show them a product that they appreciate. They love the packaging. They love what it can do for them. And so they use it. And that's really the way to bring it to, you know, more of the mass market of women. 
Yeah, Kellen and I 100% agree. From an educational standpoint, that's a huge direction. And I think one of the things that your brand does better than, than most is that you gravitate really, really strongly to your target customers. So those women that are fighting those stigmas that are unsure, you know, is this something that I can do and then work out or be that do-it-all mom? You see that product and you're like, maybe I'll give it a second look. And then you try it and then you're instantly kind of, your your stigmas kind of changed, right? And then you understand that this is different than like in college or the pizza guy. There's a different style that goes into it. So I want to kind of revisit what you said before, Allison, about the THCV. Is that a critical component in the products? Can you kind of share what that is for our mm-hmm. listeners who are a little unfamiliar with that? Let's talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. That's right. No more excuses. Get your lazy ass off the couch. Go start a podcast. There's the creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone with computer. Once again, no more excuses. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Could it be easier? Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. They're paying us for this ad. Thank you very much, Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Well, THCV, like you find it in Durban Poison, there are certain strains that have higher concentrations of it. And actually, it's a little different than Delta 9 in that in higher concentrations, it's sort of trippier. So it doesn't really work to isolate it and elevate it because it's a different experience. But in small concentrations, in certain strains, it does sort of change the, I would say like it's sort of the soul of the high, like it it changes it, but it kills off the munchies. And in there's plenty of research on it. And now new research that might even be a treatment for diabetes. And, you know, people who use cannabis regularly have a lower BMI than the rest of the population. And that's curious because cannabis causes the munchies. But what it does is it makes our bodies more efficient. And if we can target the aspects of cannabis that make our bodies more efficient, we have a product that is so much more appealing for women. Like not only can you take your pleasure with, I think, a better buzz than what wine can deliver, but it can make you thinner, healthier, make your body work better. Like if we can harness that message, we can break the stigma. And, you know, with breaking the stigma of cannabis, breaking the stigma of female pleasure, which is what we do with our orgasm oil, which is really targeted to get that conversation out. Let's talk about orgasms and make them better. And it's the same with cannabis. Let's make our life better, more joy, more feeling good. I find with alcohol, if you drink alcohol at night, it's really hard to get up early and work out. And that is a bad cycle for women. We feel better when we work out. So if your relaxed time is killing off your workout time the next day, like we can change that and fix that if we can get that message out. Yeah, it's perfectly well said. From a science side, Kellen, THCV obviously is, is one area that you and I both are very interested in exploring. Is there information there that you've seen that kind of aligns with you know your perspective? I think Allison kind of said it perfectly. And I also am really impressed with uh, kind of referencing a lot of these molecules. And I'm really curious to understand, like, how long was that journey in terms of not only have you guys put in insane amount of time to the brand, but it sounds like it's been a giant research project as well in terms of understanding all these different 
molecules that go into the experience of using cannabis? I mean, you mentioned humulene. What has that educational journey been like in terms of also becoming kind of a, a pseudo chemist, if you will? At I least mean, the way you speak, right? <laughs> I've been geeking out on cannabis for 30 years. So there wasn't like I was like, oh my God, let me go to the library now and figure this out. It, you know, it's in my personality to find something I like and then make it better and better and better and keep reinventing it till I feel like I have the ultimate whatever. So I've been playing with strains and studying strains and, you know, trying to figure it out for a really long time. And it wasn't until we started this company that I had the opportunity to do it during the day, all day, talking to people who could just soak me with their knowledge that it all really has come together and come alive for me. I mean, that's got to put a ton of confidence in your guys' user base as well. Just knowing that there's been a ton of thought that goes into these products as well. Is that something that you found? Yeah. Like you can see our thought in the product. Like, I don't, I don't know if you here, you can see like the crutch on our joint is 40 millimeters. So when you light it, you don't melt your eyelashes and your gel manicure. And, you know, when I say like all women who love pot know the smell of burnt hair and weed and everyone's like, oh my God, totally. But then there's always a guy with a beard who's like, thank you, sister. Like, you know, nobody has thought to make cannabis ergonomic. Like, it's ridiculous. Or things like our transdermal foot pads that go in your stilettos. Like, transdermals have existed in cannabis for a long time, but nobody thought that women's shoes need transdermals, but they do. Because in tight jeans and heels, you feel better. And that is wellness. But walking around in high heels, you don't feel better. Yeah. And the fact that cannabis has a cure for it and nobody made it before we came along is rude. But thank goodness, you know, we're here to really bring a feminine touch, you know, to this space that's been so male dominated in its design, even though women love pot. But men who are picking the crutch for whatever cone everybody gets is not thinking about long hair, eyelashes or nails. Yeah, I think that attention to detail is really what separates your brand from some of the others because that's not an aspect I even considered. And I shared that quote with my sister and she, her first reaction was, oh my God, I almost burnt my eyelashes off yesterday. And I was like, what? I was like, I didn't even know that was a common thing. And then she shared, well, what about my nail polish? I can't even get white nail polish anymore. And I was like, I didn't even realize that these things existed. And I think you know, you're shedding light on a really, really massive user base that understands exactly what they're going through. And it's providing a solution plus an experience with the strong packaging. It seems like you've got the, the total package and you're communicating really, really strongly with your user base. So let's talk about where we're located in the United States. Is this something that's just New York? Are we looking for globally? Where are we right now and where we plan to go in the near future? We plan to take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Amen. We've been focusing on the States a lot. We launched originally in California, and then we decided to do licensing deals throughout the country. So we're in Nevada uh, with a special focus on Vegas because our market is there. And we can't wait to go there. We haven't been there during the pandemic, so it's time. Um, and then we recently launched in Massachusetts, which was our first East Coast launch for THC. We launched, first of all, in record time because our partner Tilt Holdings wanted us to launch during International Women's Week. And uh, the 20 stores that we launched in all sold out. Like we've been doing, it's just been 
such an amazing welcome. We didn't expect it at all. You know, we expected more of an on-ramp and it would just immediately spoke to that customer. And we are based in New York, so we are so excited for New York's legalization. Um, but we do have our CBD line, which is national, um, available on our website. And just recently, we've been getting a lot of interest internationally. So we're definitely on our way to be this um, household brand for women in cannabis, which is our you know, top goal. Yeah, we're going to make an announcement of a new state, um, hopefully next week, which we're very excited about. But we also are in contract for Ohio and Pennsylvania and in discussions with six other states and Mexico. So by the end of the year, we hope to be in 10 states or more That's and awesome. Canada. That's really exciting. So what, let's talk the future roadmap. Obviously, we've kind of studied your website and Kel and I are a little sad that none of those products really speak to us directly and kind of wish maybe in the future we could kind of find something. But we can talk about that offline. So What's the next steps? What other products can, you know, your fans and your loyalists kind of expect from Her Highness in the future? Guys, I want to talk to you today about one of our new partners, CESC. CESC is a nonprofit organization providing a compelling and complementary alternative. They represent the ability to harness a flexible, collaborative approach to scientific advancements. They are comprised of leading doctors and researchers in the cannabis and cannabinoid science space for almost a decade. Their act first, talk later operating principle has now led to a successful series of disruptive innovations in the cannabis science space. They need your help now. Join them, collaborate with them, or support them. Go to thecesc.org to get involved now. Together, we can change the world. Um, we have a bunch of new products coming out. We're super excited about our cat walkers, which is sort of our answer to the dog walkers. They come in this little box, but it's with our long crutch, so you can smoke the whole thing. You know, usually with a dog walker, it's two puffs and a roach, and you end up flicking half of it, and it's small anyway. So this is our solution to that, and it comes with our Marry Me ring. So you can put your ring on and smoke your little joint. And that's just fun. It's like women love a gift with purchase. Like, you know, we're coming out with more of our gift boxes. You know, this is our Get Lit Kit. Because, you know, we want to make it a gift. We want to make cannabis the gift you bring your friends. Um, we also are working on some cocktail gummies in Vegas. And um, we're working on diamonds, which we're really excited about. We have an amazing product. What um, would be diamonds? Can you just kind of shed light on that? So diamonds are a concentrate. It's not an on-ramp product. You can dab them, um, I think would be the most common, comfortable way. Drop a little volcano or, you know, I think there are a couple different ways to do it, but dabbing is probably the most common user-friendly. And really the exotics are sort of a more curated experience for people who are taking in the whole experience of the plants a little stronger. Also could be used medicinally, which is another reason why we want to come out with them so we have a better product for the medical-only states. But we're really excited about that because our line really spans women from the on-ramper, which um, like we have our 2.5 milligram mints, which if you don't know your dose or you're too scared to try it, here's where you can start, to women who want no high and just want the benefits of cannabis in our orgasm oil, which, you know, there's a market for that, to women who are looking for exotics, diamonds. So we're really trying to target all women through our collection, sorry, but also through our 
social equity piece, which is our partnership with The Last Prisoner Project, where 50% of the proceeds of this product goes to women who are in prison for uh, nonviolent cannabis crime. So yeah, what we have coming out in the future is just more, we're a lifestyle brand. We're not a anything in particular brand. Everything that we do is targeted to either solve a cannabis problem for women or delight women through cannabis in a new way. So another category that we're expanding on is um, we're planning to launch a beverage in several states. And I feel like that's a great way for women. It's, it's very discreet and a great way to consume cannabis and also some um, candy options too. Really exciting verticals to, to definitely operate in. I got a couple questions before we wrap. Biggest misconception since you entered the cannabis space? Well, if anyone thinks it's easy, that's a big misconception. Everything is harder in cannabis. Um, I would say just that everyone's a stoner um, because that's not true. And there's, you know, as as the industry evolves, I'm so happy to see um, people coming in from all different industries and having something to offer this industry because it really has a ways to go in, in many different facets of the industry. So, you know, whether it's retailers and, you know, um, help with, buying and, you know, all the, all the parts of the supply chain that we feel like is kind of in the dark ages sometimes are really starting to come together. And so I think that, you know, a lot of new people are entering and happy about that. Well said. Before we wrap, we've got two questions we ask all of our guests before we do the prediction. If you could sum up your experience into one lesson learned or takeaway to pass on to the next generation, what would that be? I don't know. I mean, I think the overriding thing is that, you know, cannabis is not just to get you high. I mean, I think that's so important to understand, you know, and it's medicinal and there's just so many ways that it can be helpful. And that's huge. Um, I would say um, in cannabis, maybe even more than in other industries because of what it is, you have to be authentic in your messaging all the time, even when you get pushback. Like when we launched in California and we don't have craft boxes and we have gold packaging and we're so New York and they were like, what? We couldn't change it to fit in. Like we had to be authentic. Otherwise our message would get muddy and it really worked. And I don't think we would have made it if we weren't in that way. Um, And keeping our message authentic and even when interviewers say like, don't you think you're missing half the market by only focusing on women? Like, well, well, yeah, we're missing the male market, but not men who love women. So how many of those? And so staying authentic and true to the message, no matter what, because the tides in this industry are forceful, but staying clear and true to ourselves has really helped us sort of keep threading the needle and keep pushing through. To kind of add on to your points about the, the messaging, I think as a male perspective, sure, I wouldn't likely buy those products to consume myself. But if I was looking for a gift for a family member of my wife and I walk down the dispensary, just nine million options. And I know I've brought her home endless amounts of products and I've kind of gotten some pushback. And I'm pretty confident that if I selected one of the gold packaging and one of those and I brought it home and showed my wife, she'd be way more open because it communicates directly with her. And I think she'd gravitate towards that. So I think, sure, you didn't hit 100% of the total market out there, but what brands really do, right? But you honed in exactly who you wanted to get and you've made it easier for both genders to identify if this works and who it's for. And I think you've kind of simplified it and improved it by going that route. 
Thank you. I mean, that sort of differentiates us because a lot of people in the market make whatever they make and then they look for a customer. But we identified our customer and then made everything for her from the inside out, from start to finish. And that authenticity sort of resonates with the customer. Yeah, women need to feel like they're important. And I think, you know, they were just being forgotten in this whole um, initiative. So, you know, when they see our products, they just gravitate toward it. And you're right. You know, it's, it's, you bring that home for a woman or, or she sees it. Um, she relates to it immediately, you know, and finally, and she's much more willing to try it because it was made for her. She understands those tiny details, that emphasis that you put in, like you showed with the join and the difference there. So one last question, then prediction time. The last time you consumed any cannabinoids? Uh, two um, minutes before the sun. <laughs> 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 An hour ago. <laughs> I love it. Prediction time. In your opinion, five years from now, which area will be the biggest lifestyle cannabis consumption? Sex, wellness, workout, relax, sleep, ETC. Any choices work? I thought you were going to say where, I mean, I was going to say New York, where cannabis is going. And I mean, New York is the greatest consumption, you know, biggest consumption state in the country. But you're saying where is cannabis? What sector? What category? Yeah, for women. Which one do we think five years from now do we think it will be the biggest? I have to say flower because if smoking a joint with an extra long crutch where the smoke is cool and you just get the full flower to me is the most satisfying way to consume. So, I mean, that's, that's my guess. Are you asking ways to consume or just like how people are going to use it? Yeah, like which area do you think will be the biggest one? I think, so I think pleasure, you know, and not just sex for sure, because this, and especially our pleasure oil, women write into us all the time. It's a complete game changer once women realize that. But even um, smoking with, like during before sex and using the pleasure oil, I mean, just exploring that whole category of how it can just make you, you know, more aware and feel things deeper. And, you know, once women really get into that and discover that, I think that that's going to be huge. And we deserve it. You know, I feel like, you know, there's been a stigma with sex. And so it's very empowering to women. And I think they know that they deserve it or they will. Absolutely. Kellen, your guess. Uh, I'm going to go with Allison. I think flower is here to stay. It's been the main and a category prior to legalization. And I think that it's really, really hard to recreate what nature has already spent so much time kind of perfecting, right? In terms of that balance of all those different molecules and how they interact with your endocannabinoid system. So I would have to say that flower. And then um, I do agree that the sex and pleasure is probably one of the larger, most underrated product categories. I do think that there's a ton of growth there. I'm going to go slightly different and kind of what you said before, Allison, about the replacement for the wine glass. I think right now the the go-to, at least in my household, is the wine glass after work, super stressed, looking to relax. And I think once that becomes a staple where you replace that with a beverage or other some consumption method, I think the relaxing area, I think, is a huge growth. I think for the dude all mom who's doing things throughout the day, sure, they, they can consume, but I think that'll be a little harder to pick up steam, at least initially. I think down the road, absolutely. But I think immediately in five years from now, the replacing of the wine for like a join or some other consumption method where they can restart their day the next day with no hangover and still be functional, I think is 
I think women obviously can move that stigma. And then once they associate there, I think it will absolutely explode. And I think you guys are poised for that. And I'm really excited to kind of to keep following your journey and stay in touch and, and see how it goes. So before we wrap, where can our listeners get in touch with you? We'll tag all the, the social medias, but where can they get in touch with you guys if they want to learn more? Our website is herhighness.com. And then our social media tags are at herhighnessnyc on all social media. Awesome. We'll link all those up in the show notes. We appreciate you you guys taking the time. Look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. So much fun. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has kind of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects Network. Network.